We're back here on the big show, KTGR, KTGR.com, and the KTGR app with Andy, Brendan, and producer Chris. And joining us now on the KTGR hotline is our good friend, Bill Connolly, our college football expert. You can find him on Twitter at ESPN underscore Bill C. And subscribe now to ESPN Plus to read all of his great stuff about college football and the like as we get closer and closer to the New Year's Six games and, and everything that will be going on there. Uh, well, but let's start with uh, the first New Year's Six Bowl game on the calendar and that'll be mizzou against uh ohio state at the cotton bowl uh, a friday away from now uh in about 10 or 11 days so uh, i mean uh, bill we're we're kind of highly anticipating how both teams will look it seems that mizzou is pretty much all locked in with all their key players ohio state had some transfers out for sure but as far as opt-outs i don't know if we're seeing as many as we maybe thought marvin harrison jr is still kind of out there and all indications at least for now would point to him playing but i wonder how you maybe see uh the, the developing situation with ohio state and what their group might look like coming uh this this next friday yeah i mean i think you know the assumption when you just looked at all the draft eligible guys was that a whole heck of a lot would be you know and the fact that their season kind of ended on in disappointed fashion uh you know maybe a lot of guys would check out but so far i mean even Emeka mecca who's declared for the pros i think he said he's going to play too so really you're just looking at missing kyle mccord which you know isn't nothing he he won the job he was supposedly better than devin brown devin brown is supposedly going to be healthy but it's kind of a messy situation at the qb position i mean if you're ohio state you won with defense this year your quarterback position was kind of a mess all year and and so you know in theory you know, my SP plus rankings, uh, you know, if it was full strength plus uh, against full strength would say Ohio State by eight, eight and a half. And I don't think they've lost eight or eight and a half points uh, to the portal right now. I think, you know, McCord's probably worth a couple, but that's about it. And, and it's going to be a pretty tall task for Missouri, I think. Yeah, and of course, you know, when they replace guys that might still end up opting out by the time that that game rolls along, they'll still replace them with some pretty talented players that we just maybe haven't seen as much this right. year. So, I mean, the the uncertainty factor of that is certainly uh palpable, but on the Mizzou side, I mean, there's there's not much to to maybe adjust. You basically see the same sort of guys out there with the exception of maybe one guy on defense. Uh, I mean, uh, it's pretty easy to evaluate what Mizzou might look like with uh, uh, with this matchup here, and I wonder what it kind of shapes up in your end. Yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much, I mean, we know uh, from a health standpoint, Missouri's looking pretty good overall, and um, it's really, I mean, this is an aggressive Missouri defense that, that you know, um, well, that can cause some trouble here against Ohio State's offense uh, if it is lacking in sharpness at all because of the quarterback position. Um but, you know, Mizzou did give up some big plays occasionally, too. And, and really, um, you don't need too many of those to flip a game. So it, it is really interesting matchups here. I mean, I think the biggest problem for Missouri heading in is just that this is probably the best defense they've seen all year. Ohio State's defense is really, really good. And, and it's the reason why, you know, as disappointing as not making the playoff might seem, they're still – 11-1, they still, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out who might even be close. Like, Georgia's defense was just about, from a number standpoint, was just about as good. And Missouri scored 21 on that. Uh, but that's pretty much the only dynamite defense that Missouri's faced this year. And Ohio State's is probably better than Georgia. They were really, really good this year. And I'll be curious how, how Missouri chooses to attack that. 
Bill Connolly of ESPN with us on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. And, and probably particularly so with that matchup with uh, Mizzou going up against Ohio State's defense. Uh, I wonder for a, a guy like Cody Schrader, who has put up all kinds of uh, great numbers, even against some of the better run defenses that he had faced in the SEC, uh, this again might also be the, the toughest test for him. So, uh, I, I mean, again, we continue to, uh, to maybe adjust uh, our expectations for for him based off of the tougher opponents that he ends up facing, but then he keeps on shattering him. I just wonder how important uh, he'll be for uh, Mizzou as they try to crack that. Yeah, I mean, from a number standpoint, the, the the pass defense was certainly better than the run defense for Ohio State. So there might be, you know, if, you know, yeah, you, you, don't, you doubt Cody Schrader at your own peril at this point, I guess. So like, if he's able to keep Missouri on track and really kind of establish that physical presence that he did basically the entire last half of the season, then yeah, that, that might open some things up. But it is, um, it, it's a really, really solid front overall. And the secondary is probably, uh, again, this Georgia is the only defense comparable. And I guess, you know, if, if you are, are facing a new uh, a backup quarterback and, you know, the offense wasn't as good as it was supposed to be this year for Ohio State, maybe 21, 24 points gets it done. But it's, I think that is definitely asking a lot. Yeah, probably so, and uh, we'll we'll see what the the rosters look like going forward uh, for Ohio State. Um, Zoo kind of knows what they're dealing with for the most part. Uh, it should be a really exciting matchup coming up next Friday in Arlington. Uh, the the playoff games. I want to ask you about those too. Uh, let's start with, uh, I guess, Alabama and Michigan in the Rose Bowl with how. Uh, Michigan from start to finish, even though there's there's questions about how they got there, of course, and how they maybe got there last year with the sign stealing and everything like that, but just how they've been able to uh, keep up their defensive intensity and what they might have to uh, go up against with, with Alabama and how uh, their offense just uh, has looked like a, a much better unit, I think, going forward throughout this season. Yeah, this is really kind of the ultimate in efficiency versus explosiveness here. And just that, I mean, Michigan has been easily, by you know, to me, the most consistently elite team of the season uh, to the point where they just haven't really – they've only played a few important snaps all year. They've just taken care of business, mostly obviously against lesser competition. But when they needed to make a play against both Penn State and Ohio State late, they they did so. They really left very little of a chance. And um, their, their efficiency levels, especially on defense, but really, both sides has been really really strong this year and Alabama's just been all over the map you know they they tried to lose to Auburn they thought about losing to Arkansas and, and Texas A&M and, and then they beat Georgia at the end of the year and they're just a a, a pretty inconsistent they, they, they're I think the the consistency has improved on the offensive side of the ball the the sacks went down over the last half of the season uh, but they're still a pretty all-or-nothing unit as we saw you know again with with the Auburn and Georgia games back-to-back back um and and that makes it really kind of interesting i think from an upside perspective alabama's obviously got the edge here but you know you know if you're making one big plays versus three that can make the difference in the game so um i i I haven't with jj mccarthy's effectiveness kind of dissipating a little bit at the end of the season i you know maybe that allows you to lean toward alabama if you want but this one is kind of uh, this one's tricky. I, I haven't decided. I think, uh, you know, if they played 10 times, maybe Michigan went six up because of that consistency. Uh, but Alabama coming off of its best performance of the season certainly makes it uh, makes it feel like a toss-up or makes it feel like maybe they have an edge. 
Well, yeah, and and it sure seems that if Alabama is still going to uh, crack open defenses like they had done, and if it turns into a shootout, I guess maybe it comes down to whether or not a quarterback like J.J. McCarthy can lead an offense that can stay in a shootout like that, because Michigan hadn't been in too many of those. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny because even last year, you know, heading into the Ohio State game, we're like, man, Michigan hasn't made many big plays this year. That could bite them. And then they just made all sorts of big plays against Ohio State and TCU, really. Um, and and it, it was just basically like they knew they, they didn't have to divvy them out, so they didn't until they had to. Well, they're going to have to against Alabama. Whatever they've been saving uh, in reserve, um, they really haven't made any big plays this year, or not many of them. The passing game has done what it needed to do, but certainly didn't uh, produce a lot of uh, huge chunk plays by any means. So you do feel like this is if if they're going to be relying on third down conversions and and you know getting you know six yards on third and five or whatever, it's going to be really hard to beat Alabama that way. But uh, yeah, whatever they have in reserve that they haven't used yet, if they can divvy that like they did last year, they'll have a good chance. Bill Connolly of ESPN with us here on the Big Show KTGR and KTGR.com. And then you have uh, on the other side Washington and Texas, which we know both of those offenses can uh, put together a lot of explosive plays. But is it – I mean, we, we talk a lot about their offenses, but are there – are the defenses for both of these teams maybe not getting as much attention and to which unit there could maybe stand out and possibly gain a, a really good edge for their team in this one? Yeah, I think Texas has the edge because their defense has been much better over the course of the season. Um, now, I mean, Washington, you could probably say that they're what two or three best performances of the year came late. Like Oregon State, obviously that was a monsoon, but holding Oregon State to 20 points is good. Uh, you know, Washington State at 21 is not bad. 31 for Oregon is actually pretty good too. So, you know, if they can hold Texas under a season average, obviously Washington's offense is going to give them a shot at the win. I just, you know, what we saw from Washington late in the year between Oregon games, they really left a lot to chance. They had to re- lean really, really hard on their run game with Dylan Johnson when Texas's defensive front is easily the best thing they've seen this year. So uh, they're not going to be able to lean on the run game quite as much, I don't think. It's going to be all Penix, and, and maybe he can, you know, go out and throw for 400 yards and, and take it that way, but it's going to be pretty hard. I think Texas has a few ways to win. Washington really only has one, and that's the win and attract me you know, with 500 passing yards. And they certainly can. You know, I, 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 it will be certainly fun to watch no matter what. I just feel like Texas has a little bit more margin for error here. Probably so. That could be an interesting one to uh, uh, to follow as uh, get, we get closer and closer to that one also. Uh, now let's maybe look a little bit even further into the future, Bill. Uh, 2024 schedules out for the SEC. We now know the dates of all of these games. We knew who Mizzou was going to be playing. We just didn't know when. But I, I got to say, now that we know when the games are going to be, at least I see a, a much better path to maybe even a similar season to what Mizzou had uh, this year. What what did you make of uh, the ordering of the games and how it might uh, affect Mizzou's chances next year? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you got your two hardest games kind of clustered right there together with Alabama and Oklahoma, so that makes a tricky situation. But, I mean, coming off of a big year this year, being able to start with Murray State, Buffalo, Boston College, Vanderbilt uh, is – you really can't ask for much more than that. This is this is easily the easiest schedule in, in the SEC, and it's not really all that close, even with Alabama and Oklahoma uh, right there back-to-back. So, you know, it, it – 
I, I was kind of curious about the order and everything else, too, just because they were able to start well this year with that Kansas State game. You know, after surviving Middle Tennessee, they were able to beat Kansas State and get off to a nice start. Um, and the confidence the levels that that, you know, that, that kind of created, you know, in theory, you've got a chance to do the same thing next year. It's going to be really hard to, to – you know, they were 4-0 and and won four games this year. It's really hard to duplicate that in back-to-back years, but you look at the way the schedule takes shape, you might not have to worry about all that many close wins here if you can really take care of business and, and play uh, sharp against the teams you're supposed to beat. So, yeah, I mean, it's not always going to be this easy with the new SEC, but take advantage of it while you can. That's the most important part. So we'll see if Mizzou can do that next year. Certainly a lot to figure out with, you know, who's going to be on the team next year and everything like that. This week will certainly uh, dictate quite a bit into what that might look like in the future. But uh, uh, definitely an exciting time for Mizzou as they uh, try to keep that football momentum going. Bill Connolly of ESPN here on the Big Show KTGR. Thanks, Bill, for for coming on as always. Again, you can go and read his stuff at ESPN.com with your plus subscription and follow him on Twitter at ESPN underscore Bill C. Thanks. Thanks again, Bill. We'll talk soon. Sounds good.